the contract and advance royalties check. But twenty years in the writing business had convinced me literary agents and the publishing world worked on their time, not my time. Hitting control S, I leaned back in my chair, giving the top of my graying head a good scratch. Why do brainy things make your head itch? Or throb? Or at times feel like it's going to explode? blow up and scatter nasty-looking particles all over the desk. I grinned, proud of the fact that, as bad as it was, I could still smile. Stella, I yelled, can you turn it down a notch? Like my mother-in-law could hear anything over the car chase and rat-a-tat-tat of machine guns going off in the living room. I often wondered why she didn't like chick flicks. Quiet movies with quiet people. I knew the moment I heard Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice that I was in trouble. My mother-in-law hadn't heard a word I said. Sighing, I got up and walked into the living room, tying the sash on my corduroy robe. Why did I even bother to try to concentrate? If I'd ever had flashes of muse, they had flown out the window years ago. Now I rode out of obedience. Writing is hard, lonely work, and don't let anyone ever tell you different. Bearing your heart and soul on paper for others to criticize and pick apart is not easy. I know I sound harsh and ungrateful. It's a phase I go through periodically. I whine and complain and feel completely out of control when a deadline looms, like now. But writing is what I do. I'll be all right once I get over deadline fever. Jack Hamill's book had to be on the publisher's desk by February 1st. One glance at the calendar, and I knew I had a little over three months to complete the project, then get back to my own work. Often I worry that Maud Diamond's stuff isn't worthy of a single tree that it takes to make paper. But God must have thought I could help or that my work would speak to someone. So when anyone asks if I'm passionate about writing, my answer is, I'm passionate to have written. That's the difference. Stella? The stench of roast boiling dry came to me. Can you check the roast? I think it needs water. Okay. My mother-in-law roused herself out of the recliner and shuffled into the kitchen. The poodles split apart and broke into a lope, chasing each other around the coffee table. A potted philodendron toppled to its side, and the animals tramped dirt into the carpet. And it was only 9 a.m. I turned and went back to my office. Stella returned from the kitchen and sat down. When she wasn't involved in amateur town sleuthing, which at the moment she wasn't, Stella seemed without purpose, a fish out of water, a squirrel looking for a nut to crack. Reaching for the crocheted afghan on the back of the chair, she swathed herself in the yard of red yarn and lay back, her upper plate resting lopsidedly across her chest. What a picture that made! She and Morningshade's self-appointed law official, Hargus Conley, had cracked the furniture-moving bandit case three weeks ago. Now Stella was back to waiting for death and gossiping over coffee at the local sitco every morning. 
This small Arkansas town isn't a hotbed of crime, so cases for an elderly woman come few and far between. Actually, there's only been one of any consequence since I've been here, the night Mildred Fasco's grandfather set fire to the gas station to protest inflated pump prices. My, was that thirty years ago? Herb and I had been newlyweds. How much could regular have been back then? Sixteen, eighteen cents a gallon? But there was the furniture-moving bandit case last summer. That turned out to be Simon Bench, who has a case of terminal neatness. He'd gone into neighbors' houses and rearranged furniture, replaced knick-knacks, and even hung new drapes at one place. Tired of trying to write, I reached for the morning paper. I had carried it to my office to keep Stella from making off with it. After she'd finished...